Welcome back to Jeremiah Wonders. Thanks for coming back, guys. Listening. Got a lot of good feedback on that first episode with Tony Hinchcliffe. I appreciate all the shares, all the ratings. Please rate and review on iTunes. Leave some comments for me. Let's get this thing out there. Yeah. It's available on Stitcher now. You guys were asking about that. That is ready to go. Email me at your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. That's Y O U R boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. Somebody asked me, <laughs> is it spelled differently than no, I'm just like, no, it's just, you know, pretty straightforward. I'm your boy, Jeremiah Watkins. So email me at your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. We'll get to a listener email in a minute. I want to tell you guys about some upcoming dates that I got going on. Thursday, January 18th, I'll be headlining U31 Bar in San Diego. And guess what? Jamar Neighbors and Willie Hunter will be joining me. And that is going to be one heck of a show. San Diego, come out! February 1 through 3. 1, 2, 3. In Houston. We'll be there for a night. And then uh, a couple nights in uh, in Dallas. So definitely, definitely do that. With the Death Squad gang, Red Band, Tony, my boy Patty Reagan, Joel Berg, Joel Jimenez. That's going to be fun. And then I'll be with Pat Reagan. We're doing Reagan and Watkins uh, for the NACA National uh, Convention in Boston. And we will be in Boston February 15th through 17th. So if you want us to do your show or uh, you want to come see a show, hit us up. Should be fun. And hopefully we'll get a lot of college dates out of that. We're pretty excited. We've been rehearsing a lot and prepping for a clean 10-minute showcase set the last little while. So we're pretty ready to rock out. And a lot of people have been asking about the weight gain challenge shirts. They should be up soon at jeremiahwatkins.tv slash shop. Check that out. And then uh, I've got a bunch of other t-shirts up there. Some personal shirts, uh, some Reagan Watkins shirts. Uh, I think there will be some Kill Tony shirts available as well there. There's like some Wave shirts, Stand Up on the Spot shirts, all that good stuff. So jeremiahwatkins.tv slash shop. If you want to sponsor the show, also shoot me over an email. Got a couple sponsors that are about to start pretty soon in the talks. In the talks. It's happening, guys. A fan sent me a an email that I... Spent actually a lot of time reading and thinking about, and he actually gave me directions on how he wanted me to read it. Now, I don't think that he thought that I would produce a segment about it, but here Jeremiah wonders, I really encourage creativity, and I've never had somebody tell me how they wanted me to read (laughs) a fan letter before so here it is JK, I'm Nate. Nate Bo, thank you so much for that awesome letter. I appreciate it. 
I hope you enjoyed that segment. Uh, it took me way longer to produce than you would think. <laughs> but I think it was worth it. I had fun doing it. To answer your question, in my opinion, I think it does kind of take almost 10 years to really start gaining traction necessarily. I've been doing stand-up for eight years now. I've been doing improv for over 11 years, and it takes a long time, man. To give you an example of why it takes so long, the best example I can think of is the lineups at the World Famous Comedy Store. I'm a paid regular there, and when you look at those lineups, uh, I go on near the end, which is around somewhere between the you know the 12:30 a.m. to 1 a.m. to sometimes even 1:15 a.m. spots. And if you look who's above me on those lists, it is just a list of killers. Like for a guy like me, I've been doing stand up, like I said, eight years. I'm competing with guys like Joe Rogan, Mark Marin, Bill Burr, Elijah Schlesinger. Chris D'Elia, Tony Hinchcliffe, all these, you know, all these guys who've been doing it so much longer than me. And there's just no way. It's not that necessarily that like we're being overlooked. It's just like there's so many people ahead of you in the comedy game. So it's hard to to I don't think that we necessarily get written off. It, it just is you you really have to pay your dues because all of the people who are ahead of us who are going up earlier in the night, they paid their dues and they've been doing it way longer. So it just takes a long, long time because, you know, people traditionally do start doing well around the age of in in their thirties or so because they've had to do it for so long. And the people who they're, you know, competing with around them, they've also been doing it forever. So it's like, it's, it's like a passing of the torch slowly as people you know level up and they start doing like more theaters and stuff like that over time like i'm not seeing like i'm not competing with guys like kevin hart does that make sense that guy's like on a whole nother level amy schumer whole nother level of like they don't really come they're not bumping me for spots at the clubs necessarily hope that helps hope that answered your question yeah fun episode today guys Really, really had a good time with my pal, Brian Redban. <laughs> Some really interesting callers calling into the show. Also, email me if uh, you want a certain guest that you want me to try to get, or if there's some people that you want to call into the show. I, I, I can do my best. Uh, you know, there's... I, 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 I try to meet as many people as possible. Uh, I don't know who I can get to call into the show, but send me some ideas and maybe they will appear on the show in the future. All right. This intro has already been too long. I've been trying to keep these podcasts under an hour because that's uh, how I like my podcast. It's quick and painless and lots of laugh and lots of positivity. I love you guys. Thanks for listening and check out. Episode 2 of Jeremiah Wonders with Brian Redband. Wow. I have another one of my best pals joining the podcast with me right now. It's Redband. What I do this time? That is one of my new favorite <laughs> segments that we, we did the other night on Kill Jeremiah. Yeah. I love how Tony immediately was like, oh, I know who made this up. <laughs> I know who produced this. What's going on here? Yeah. Man. That was a fun night. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was so interesting. It ma- it really made you and I, I think, appreciate like what Tony does on the show, like the strengths that everybody has for their roles on the show. Because, you know, he has hosted his show, Kill Tony, if you don't know what we're talking about, for f- over five years yeah. now. Yeah. And so he's hosted every single episode. And to see somebody else mess with the format oh and it was the first time because it's such a well-oiled machine yeah so it's like i had to work like that was i would it's so easy i could almost do it in an autopilot like the regular shows yeah this one was like oh you know it 
felt weird. It felt like work. It was really hard. Yeah, to no, do. it was like, oh, we're not like just going to our normal position on the right. field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good, though. Man, so Red Band is here. Man, I've known Red Band now for when did we meet originally? I was actually thinking about that on the way here. Like, I can't remember like when we first, first met. I think it was. Who was it through? It was through the comedy store. Yeah. It might have been Tony. There's a chance. It might yeah, have been. Yeah, it was. Because somebody, uh, the first, one of the first times I met you, it was, uh, it was, Red Band's really good about um, giving newer comics a, a shot every once in a while at uh, his Ice House show, Ice House Chronicles. And it was, I, you booked me through somebody and uh, we did the podcast and stuff like that. And then, yeah. Oh, we man, that'd be friends. fun to look back at that. Oh, yeah. It's like. It's from quite a while ago. Wow. Yeah. How long have you been doing that that show? Uh, I think I just got on uh, seven years. Wow. Yeah, seven years, maybe eight, seven years. Uh, yeah, that's it's that's crazy to think that I've had that studio that long. Yeah. That I've been doing podcasts that long. I mean, and I started doing Rogan podcasts even before that, you know, or I used to have the studio in my apartment. Right. And uh, like I, had a, I have a two bedroom apartment and one room's just like my office. So my office was just like turned into a studio. And I remember Andy Dick's responsible for me leaving my house because we were doing, I think, Joe Rogan podcasts at my house. How crazy is that sound? Really? Yeah, we did. We used to do episodes in my house, <laughs> <laughs> like in my bedroom. And uh, we had an episode with Andy Dick and Andy Dick kept on going to the bathroom like every 10 minutes. During and the podcast? During the podcast. He was like, I have a urinary tract infection or whatever he was doing. <laughs> and I remember after after that, I was like, I don't want Andy Dick in my bathroom ever again. Why do I? I need to get a studio. Like, I need to get out of this. Right. So literally after that episode, I think maybe a month later is when I got Death Squad wow. out, out of my house. So how many years have like So uh, those of you who don't know, uh, Red Band is the founder of the Death Squad podcast network. And I feel like that's been going on before a lot of other networks kind of popped up, how long right. has Death Squad been going on? Oh, shit. I'd probably say eight years, nine years. Wow. Who, like who, what were some of the first podcasts on that network whenever you like lo- uh, launched it? Um, Sam Tripoli's Naughty Show, uh, uh, Tom Segura, uh, Your Mom's House. Oh, um, really? I didn't know that that was the original Death Squad oh, show. Oh, yeah. We did uh, like 80 episodes. The first really? 80, yeah. Uh, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Wow, another huge <laughs> podcast. Yeah, you might have heard these. Uh, uh, yeah. Joe Rogan, you know, out of Joe Red Rogan, Band's yeah. uh, apartment. Joey Diaz we used to do. At, before he did he before he did podcasts, me and him would just, we had a podcast called Podcats. And uh, it was our podcast where we just talked about like cats and that's all we did we were like talk about kitty litter like oh we got some new cat food you know it was a really ridiculous podcast but really popular i think we did like seven episodes and then then he started doing uh his own podcast after that but uh i think we have a caller calling in oh yeah yeah who uh hello is that what the fuck cocksucker joey diaz what are you talking about here dog we were just talking about your old podcast, Podcats. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I love those cats. What, what's what's your favorite kind of cat, Joey Diaz? Anyone that touch, lets me touch their butt. You know, sometimes I, I take a pencil and I tap it on the butt. Its butt goes up, put some Bengay on its feet, let it run around. Good times. Wow, I'm learning so much about. Why did this podcast ever <laughs> stop functioning? Though I think that there would be a lot of listeners to you guys. Like, why did you move on from podcasts? Look, look, dog, look, look. No one wants to pay for cats. Like, look, do, do you think ZipRecruiter wants to pay for a cat podcast? Okay, we just lost Joey Diaz. I don't know if he got angry and hung up, but I don't know. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy, right? <laughs> he was angry. <laughs> So <laughs> Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir, Tom Segura, Joe Rogan. Now, at the time, whenever you start doing podcast, uh, podcasts, <laughs> whenever you start doing podcasts, did p- 
people who are not, were not involved in the comedy world like kind of look at you like you're crazy like what are you doing because po- podcasts whenever they started out i kind of remember people being like why would you start a digital radio show kind of thing yeah well podcasts podcast oh my god i just did i know it. yeah uh podcasts Man. came out you know like when the ipod first came out mm-hmm. and then they never really took off so that's why there's like some people that have been doing it way longer than than a lot of people like i think one guy as an example leo laporte who's a tech guy he's been doing the podcast since the podcast came out he's one of the first guys but i was kind of like the beginning of the front of the like the second coming and i think podcasts came back because more people started having iphones and smartphones instead of flip phones and so now it's kind of it was kind of like oh I can listen to like a radio show on the on the go you know like while I'm working out or right it's like yeah. easily accessible yeah uh, so when I first started doing podcasts then I started the Joe Rogan podcast and I remember it, that started to take off really quick like uh, I think maybe it, by the time we were on the fifteenth episode we were like already in the millions you know so oh it was, really yeah. So it was like one of those things where it was just like kind of an instant hit right it, away. It was an instant hit because, you know, I used to go on the road, you know, like open up for him and go on the road and film him for, you know, 13 years, you know. Uh, and we would always do radio every morning. And like uh, uh, I would always tell him after the radio show because he would sit there for three hours morning radio. Who does that? You know, if you're a comic, yeah, you go into a city, you usually have to do radio before a comedy show too. You know, back in the day, that was the only way to advertise shows. There wasn't Twitter. There wasn't, you know, it was radio. You know, you had to do radio. But usually you go in there, do your dates, you know, talk for, to them for like 15 minutes, then go to the next radio station. Joe would sit there for three hours and it would be like the best guest they've ever had because he would like, when it was over, people were like amazed. Like, wow, that was the greatest episode I've ever done of this radio show. You know, like every city we did. And I would always tell Joe, you need to get your own radio show. Like I would always tell him that. And then when pod, when I started fucking around with podcasts and stuff like that, like I think that was the motivation to do it because now it was like, hey, he could do a radio show and we could just do it in his bedroom. Right. You know? So when that started taking off. What point of his career was that, I guess? Like, was that this was that during Fear Factor? Whenever he started podcasts? uh, Yeah. Like around that time? Uh, It was around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that time. Yeah, I can't even remember. It's been so long. Uh, But it started taking off so much. And then that's when I started going, wait, you know, if this is like helping Joe's comedy, you know, he could just advertise dates and people are listening. I should help out Ari and I should help up all my friends. They need this too. So, yeah. and I had fun doing it because it was like techie and nerdy. Like, oh, I could make a studio in my house. You know, it's like my own radio. So I told Joe, I had this idea. Hey, wh- why don't we do like a, like a, like a, like a, a channel of all our friends doing, you know, like that's what Death Squad became. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, try it out. You know, so that's what I started doing on the side. You know, that was like my little side project. Just like, oh, I'm going to make a little radio station of my own called Death Squad. And, you know, and that took off crazy fast. Yeah. And then I dug myself a hole and then I was doing like 10 podcasts a week. And that I, was I, that was <laughs> insane. I remember like horrible. at least moments of Death Squad whenever like. Every time I I looked at Red Band, I was like, "Oh, this is the most tired man." Yeah, and and all my relationships failed because of it. You know, because I would be spending literally all day doing podcasts, all night editing the podcasts, and then like no time for relationships. I was just work, work, work. And then I started the T-shirt company, which was like, "Oh, hey, let's have way more work now." You know, and. Oh, I, think I mean, I was. Sh- I think we're getting a caller oh, again. No. It looks like the the lines are lighting up. Hello. Oh. Uh, hello. Who who is this? Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a big fan of Brian Redman. Oh. Uh, okay. Did you have a a question for him? Yeah. What? Is this Stevo? <laughs> Stevo, are you? <laughs> Are you, Are you doing a voice right now? Dude, what's up, man? How you doing? What's Red up, Steve-O? Red Band, dude. Big fan, man. Thanks, man. Were you taking a little nap? Yeah, I was getting us napping. And I was like, I'm like, dude, I think I think I have a question for Red Band, dude. Oh, yeah? What, yeah, man. What's your question? Dude, what, kind of, what 
for audio or video? Dude, you know what I mean. Oh. Oh. Uh, I'm Steve-O, and I use Final Cut Pro. <laughs> I use Final Cut Pro X. I grew up on Premiere. Oh, dude. I did, too. But I was a, I was in clown college, so it was a little different. <laughs> so, Red Band, can you... Can you jump me into Death Squad or what? Jump you in? Yeah, man. How does this work? It's like a gang, right? <laughs> sure, man. We'll just... Uh... Do we need to do drive-bys? Like, I'm like, hi, I'm Steve-O, and we're going to do a drive-by. <laughs> I want to know, Steve-O, I have a question for you. Okay, shoot. Like, when you get, like, when you, like, get a paper cut... Are you like, like, does that really hurt? Like, you're like, ow, I can't. <laughs> you stub your toe, like, way over emotion. Like, that'd be funny if, like, like if you, just little things that you do, like, uh, like you start crying and it's like the worst. It's like pain the ever. same reaction that he has. Yeah. For- <laughs> <laughs> or he's, if he's really emotional during breakups. Stevo, are you are you emotional? Like, whenever you've had to break up with a woman. Why do you usually break up with these ladies? Well, you know. Is there a reoccurring? Uh, yeah, thing? I keep lighting my balls on fire. <laughs> and they don't like that too much, dude. I had, get, I, get, I had to get a skin graft on my ball sack. It was pretty gnarly. Steve-O, uh, was that the only question that you wanted to ask Red Band? Was what kind of editing software he likes to use? Okay, I guess we just lost Steve-O. Wow, what a very specific That's, that's interesting that he is a, is a... I wouldn't expect him to be a tech fan, you know? Yeah, well, he uh, you know he knows how to edit, which uh, which is crazy. You know, it was kind of cool. Uh, Red Band and I got to uh, watch a little sneak peek of uh, Steve-O's upcoming special. Right, and he was editing it like he was it was great yeah. I, I actually love seeing that side we went yeah. and uh, me tony and red band went and they showed us like a we hung out in the uh, we saw a sneak peek of his special and uh he was like uh editing it in front of us and it was just like kind of cool to see him like work in yeah. an office environment right and i was like oh this is kind of cool to see the other side because you know we see the jackass videos and stuff like that and then you see him like proficiently like editing yeah. and like i give him mad respect man you know because you know, usually you would think like, oh no, he has an editor, he has a couple people doing that, but you know the fact that he's actually just sitting there doing it in his you know, yeah, house, yeah, pu- putting in the crazy. work himself. Yeah, that was that was sweet. Stevo is one of my new favorite guests for for Kill Tony and for Stand Up on the Spot because yeah, uh, whenever he gets thrown out a suggestion, he um, he has a story for any word that is suggested because he has such a Rolodex of just insanity in his brain of things that he's done over the years while he's been alive. Yeah. I, I can't believe he's not more injured than he Dude, is. You know, like it's, I'm surprised there hasn't been like, like the fire thing where he burnt his whole entire body. Like that's like, you know what? Maybe I think I'll just stick it. <laughs> Stop. Maybe I'll get into florist. I'll right. become a florist. <laughs> yeah. I w- <laughs> I I've been doing this thing on stage recently where uh where I say that Steve-O couldn't do any other job than the job that he has now like like you couldn't like go into a doctor's office and him walk in the room and then be like hi I'm Steve-O and I'm your gynecologist <laughs> we're going to deliver this baby <laughs> Now Redman you do actually a lot of voices which I love it whenever you do that on the Kill Tony podcast. Whenever you like, will pop into different voices, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's I grew up wanting to. I mean, I just did voices like growing up, uh, like, but all of my all the ones that I do back in the day are they're all dead now. So it's like they don't you don't even know who they are. Like, like what what would be one that you you would think that I might not know? Because <clears throat> well, I think you would know them all. But I oh think wait! Like I think we're chip. getting Red Band. Are we getting another caller on the line? Hello. Uh, hi, uh, caller. Who uh, who is this? Red Band was just casually saying that he used to do a lot of voices, but uh, you kind of interrupted our conversation. Uh, wh- uh, what? Who's this? Well, uh, 
This is Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. That's, uh, some weird, wacky, wild. <laughs> Johnny Carson. Yeah. Wow, I haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even, I, you know, I, could use, I haven't even done Johnny Carson in a long time. I know, but he's on the line right now. It's That's insane. Weird. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I, I actually think I'm uh, mixing my voice up with Ronald Reagan. Where's my jelly beans? <laughs> Johnny Carson, did you have a specific reason <laughs> that you're calling me, into the show? Me and Ronald Reagan are hanging out. Well, I hate to say this, but I uh, I addressed this with Tony Hinchcliffe on the last podcast. Uh, anytime uh, a dead person is acknowledged on the show, whenever we we tell them that they're dead, they disappear. Johnny Carson, did you know that you and Ronald Reagan are dead? Well, I uh, don't know about Johnny, but uh, where's my jelly beans? I don't... I, I don't he just want, disappeared. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know Johnny Carson just called in from the dead and then and then he, he washed uh, away. Uh, hello, uh, who, who's that? Uh, oh, do we have we have another caller? Oh uh, yeah, that's the uh, Jimmy Star. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart, I loved you. It's a wonderful life. Uh, thank you. Uh, 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 you hey. know, that angel never got his wings. Uh. So, Jimmy, wh- <laughs> did you <laughs> did you hear that Johnny Carson was calling? Did you have a reason why you wanted to, to, to talk to Brian Redman or Jeremiah Watkins? Well, no, I just want to know what software he uses. What microphones they use in the studio? Red Band, what kind of microphones do you use do, in your studio? Do you even know what a microphone? Did they even? Yeah, that guess Jimmy Stewart, do you know what a microphone is? Of course I did. I've had movies. Oh yeah, I guess there was movies back then, so that makes sense. Jimmy Stewart, I hate to to tell you this, but you're dead. Did you know that? Oh no, I trust that he's dead. Oh, another one lost as soon as I told him that he's dead. Oh, wow, man. Uh, that uh, that just reminds Jimmy, me how much Jimmy Stewart and Johnny Carson. I haven't heard of those guys in a while. Yeah, uh, <laughs> those were the kind of voices that uh, you know. Those kind of characters are act. Those ones guys that just called in. Yeah, those are the kind of people that I would do as a, like a like a eight year old. You know. Like, oh, I bet that would kill with with <laughs> well, parents and family. Back then, it was stuff. you oh, know, yeah. and it was. It was definitely, you know, it was a different voice. It wasn't my, you know, teen voice. <laughs> so it probably sounded bad. Yeah, we used to, as a tradition, watch It's a Wonderful Life every single year for Christmas. My mom yeah, like, I love that loves movie. that movie. Yeah. It's, you know, I I can't take the Christmas story anymore. I don't know. That movie just they just killed so, me. They just overplayed it yeah. on TV. Like, TBS is one of those, it ruined that movie for me because they play it so much every single year. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't watch it anymore. Speaking of voices, I, I talked about this right before we started the podcast. Uh, how lately on, you know, ever since the weight gain challenge, <laughs> you, you've been using this voice in your Instagram videos and your social media in your videos where it's like an intim- you know, like you're being intimidating, you know, and it's right. just like, oh, I'm eating a chocolate chip <laughs> cookie. What do you think about that? And, but every single one of your videos now has this voice. Like even when you're just doing nothing, like I'm waiting to get go to the ATM, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you notice that you're doing that? Like, no, you actually you <laughs> like Red Band called me out on that. Like right before the podcast, I started laughing. I was like, oh, we got to talk about this on the podcast because I didn't no- I haven't noticed I've been doing it. The only time I notice is because I it's like my competitive, like in your face. Do voice. the voice. I want to hear it. Like, hey, Tony. Hey, what's yeah. up, man? Hey, oh, yeah. Guess. Guess who's going down? Yeah. 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 And it's so funny because that's that like that's all your videos now. So like it. And then I see you at n- at night. And you're talking. I'm like, normal. hey, Raven, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? And you're like, like what? <laughs> right. But it's almost like you have multiple personalities and that you're. That's what it's coming out right now. You like, know, <laughs> like that's like my weird split movie. It's yeah. like one of them is the Instagram video guy. Right. Hey guys, what's going on? Because in my head, that's how you talk. Like 
you're just like when you're taking you're going you're going to the bathroom like you're looking at yourself in the mirror talking like that like you're you're you're, you're not turning it off you know like you're, that you're just doing that during the day uh oh we've got another caller hello who's this hello it's me Liam Neeson oh hey Liam I heard that there were deep voices going on on this podcast you know you're dead Liam <laughs> actually no I'm not. <laughs> I've survived every fight I've ever been in. Oh, oh, oh! Even the even the the, the allegations that came out today. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but I do know that if you keep making these threats, you're about to be taken. Oh, wow! So, Liam, did you? I I feel like there's a lot of people calling in today, but they they don't have like real reasons why they're calling in. Listen, I'm the authority. On deep voices. So, Red Man, I want you to join the deep voice side. In your Instagram stories, Red Man, mm. I want you to start doing the deep voice. Oh, okay. Did Liam, did you just convert Red? Please, please don't say that you got Red Man to talk like that for the rest of this podcast. I think I did. I think he's about to start talking like that. For the rest of his life. Oh, I don't want to talk like that. No. All right. I will. Talk like <laughs> and we lost Liam Neeson. I don't know. <laughs> he died. Where, I don't know where he went. You accused him of being dead. I, I, I feel like I'm on acid right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get on Jeremiah Wonders. <laughs> oh. Dude. Oh. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, you do a good Marge. Oh we wait, got do, a, we have a, got a call. do we have a call yeah. coming in? Oh hi, Jeremiah. Marge Simpson, I'm a huge fan of yours. What have you been up to lately? Oh, hold on a second, Marge, stop licking my butt. <laughs> wait, your son, your animated son, is licking your butt? He's cleaning it. Wow. Uh, okay. What does Homer think about that? Uh-oh, we have another caller calling into this. Listen very carefully, Marge. Oh. If you need someone to clean your butt, I am your man. Oh, Liam. Maggie can watch. Homer doesn't have to know. Oh. oh. Okay, they... Both of the calls just dropped. I don't know if, if they exchange information, but I think Liam Neeson was trying to court Marge Simpson. Oh, yeah, and Marge was going to watch. That's a crazy family list, Simpsons. Let's do this next segment. It's called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. Reached out to the Twitterverse, oh, and I got some questions for Brian Redband. All right, then. Uh, from at DC Plays Guitar, what is your all-time favorite video game? Uh, well, it's easy to say any of the Marios. Like, I'm a huge Mario fan. I'm a huge Nintendo fan, so any of the Nintendo games. But... Do you like Super Mario Galaxy? Oh, or I Odyssey, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I love the it. The new one, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's probably one of the best ones ever made, I, I, I think. I just was just playing it uh, with my wife's uh, brother up in Northern California, and I got so sucked into it. Oh, yeah, and I, I was, we were talking earlier, like, you don't even have a video game console here. Like, you need to get a Switch. and then, Yeah. It's worth it. It's cheaper than, like, the other guys, and it's way more fun. Uh, I'd probably say my best game is Katamari, uh, which was a game on... PlayStation. I think it's not been on everything though. Mm -hmm. It's a very Japanese game. Contra was one of my favorites for sure. I love just the fact that you could play with a friend at the same time yeah. and just like Contra shoot aliens and stuff. And then I liked how Contra went from side scrolling to like you know like yeah yeah where you had like straight on straight like on shoot those targets yeah. and stuff. And you're like whoa, this is 3D. Whoa, this is wild. Yeah, Contra was great, and they had the cheat code, which was always fun. Yeah, the up up. That's super fun. Do people ever mistake you for being a red van? <laughs> At Alyssa Baker XO. Red that. band? A red van. A red van? Do people ever mistake you for being a red van? It makes no sense, wow. but it made me laugh whenever That's I read so it. silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everyone, like, even like the last episode of Kill Jeremiah, uh, even Eric Griffin was calling me red man. 
Everyone always says Red Man to me. Like, really? Yeah, and I, that's why if anyone goes, hey, Red Man, can I get a photo? And you're like, no. No, then I go, yeah, motherfucker. Like, I turn into Red Man. Oh, that's <laughs> So that's why I started uh, yelling at Eric Griffin in a black voice. Oh. <laughs> now, that's a nice little Easter egg. Oh, that's an Easter egg. I've like done it many so times. many podcasts, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. And it's people never really catch it. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe told the audience of this show what you smelled like in the last episode. Mm-hmm. What does Tony Hinchcliffe smell like? Uh, what did he say I smelled like? At Big Joe Bothwell asked that question. Uh, he said, uh, he's he's like, ah, I don't know, he's, he smells pretty good or whatever. I'm like, yeah, he smells great, and he's a great hugger. And Tony's like, well, I don't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a way better hugger than him. He's yeah. Like, it's like, hey, would you rather hug a waterbed or a futon? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Tony Hinchcliffe? Uh, what does yeah. Tony smell like? Uh, you know, I've never smelled Tony. It's like, I think what what the problem is asking that question between me and Tony is we both smoke cigarettes. So, so, so we both smell Smell like each other. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now, this is all of Twitter asking this question. What did you do this time? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> Probably said something inappropriate. What I did? What do you mean? The, the, it's from the, uh, the what I do this time. I know, but what time. I did this time? But like, what what's did you do I did this time? This time? <laughs> I, I uh, didn't wipe the pee off the toilet seat. My girlfriend sat on it. Red band. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her it was just water from the shower. Uh, at doggone it hot dogs. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> you know, I used to love hot dogs growing up as a poor, poor, divorced family kid. Yeah. You know, we would eat cold hot dogs with the cheese in it, which I thought was disturbing to think about. Uh, I don't know if they even still make them. They make. They remember do. hot dogs with cheese in it? Oh yeah, I used to buy the ones with jalapeno cheddar in them. Yeah, yeah, dude. And we would just eat them raw though. Like I, my mom really? wouldn't care. Like, oh yeah, we would just snack on a cold hot dog and <laughs> and like looking back at that, that like really disturbs me. Like, I, it doesn't, <laughs> you ate like cold. I mean, hot dogs? I mean, I probably ate a pack of hot dogs a week growing up. Really? Yeah, all cold. I've never cooked them. And I think when I got older, one day I was just like. Ugh, what? What? Hot dogs are gross. Okay, what? we've got another caller calling Uh-oh. in. Uh, it's me, Liam Neeson. Oh. I would like to take Red Band into child custody. What? Are you worried for Red Band's <laughs> former child, his well-being? <laughs> yes, exactly. You shouldn't eat a hot dog a week, let alone a whole pack of raw hot dogs yeah. a week. I know. And yeah, I used to love hot dog juice as a kid. Hot dog juice? All right, Liam Neeson just left the conversation. <laughs> hot dog juice? Yeah, like, you know, the juice that collects in the hot dog container? Like the bottom of the, the plastic packaging? Yeah, like the brown it's juice? It's got a slime to it. So when I was a kid, I would use it to masturbate. No. Because <laughs> it was Band. slimy. Red Van, are you serious? <laughs> Have you ever said that before? <laughs> no. Is that a real thing? No. <laughs> Oh, red man! I was like, See, is that's he, what I did this time. Is he the that? Oh, there it is, full <laughs> freaking circle. Wow, that is insane. Uh, final question: What pulled you to the cat logo for Death Squad? Um, and that's from at John Luna MTB. So there's a bodega by my house called Um Liquor, mm-hmm. and it's like a liquor store. And one day I walked in there, and they have like that part where it's like, have you ever been to a proper bodega? It's just like junk. It's almost like going to a garage sale mixed with a convenience store. Like there's like a, there was a toy section of toys that probably had been there for 20 years, you okay. know. And there was this one Japanese clock, and it was uh, a Japanese cartoon character. And he has he has his arm up like a happy or a lucky cat, like a lucky cat you see in like a, you know, a Chinese restaurant or whatever. And I bought it and I thought it was interesting because the chest of it was a clock and he had his arm up and it was like post 9-11. And it just seemed like this seems like a bomb, like like he's doing like a Hitler type weird thing with his arm, you know, and he has like a a clock on his chest like a suicide bomber you know yeah. and, and and so then 
I painted it. Like I, I took it home and I painted it. And I painted the Death Squad logo. And uh, I used to use it for my website when I had just redband.com. And so when, then when I made Death Squad, I was like, well, that fits for the, the logo, that painting I did of the cat. Uh, and so then I just kind of put the two together. I had painted it before Death Squad, the logo, uh, just based off this clock I bought at a convenience store. And then when I, you know, the Death Squad just matches it, what the idea of it was. Yeah. Huh. That I, I like I like that answer a lot. Ooh. He also asked, how have the dumpster drugs worked out? Do you, know, do you know what that means? Oh, <laughs> So this somebody by my house recently got evicted or something, and okay. there's a dumpster in my alley that was full, and you could tell it was full of sh- just boxes of personal belongings. And so well, the other night when I got home, I love like thrift sh- stores and and garage sales and shit like that. So when I went home, me and my girlfriend were like just going through the boxes, and we found a laptop. We found like you know there was a bunch of crap in there, but one bag had just a bag of pills, like oh my pill goodness. bottles. And so I took him home, of course, you know, because <laughs> well, well, yeah, you never you know what's there might be some good shit in there, you know. OK, uh, we have a caller that's calling in. I don't know. Red Band. Yeah. It's your mother. Oh, hey, mama. Um, I just heard that you took dumpster drugs home. Dump- I guess when you, you could call them dumpster drugs. Why did you bring home the dumpster <laughs> drugs? Because, Ma, I thought there might be something good in there. Brian, I raised you better than to bring home dumpster drugs. Dumpster. At least bring home recycled bin drugs, okay? Uh, okay. I love you very much. Oh, all right, thanks, Mom. Bye. Yeah, well, I ended up like Googling all the drugs, the dumpster drugs. I've never even thought That's what about it. I was going to ask you next. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you had to look up like like the little codes or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they were all just like, uh, like, uh, I, like irritable bowel syndrome drugs and shit like that. <laughs> just like bags of IBS drugs? Yeah, it was just like they were all for the same symptom, and I think it was like IBS. Like IBS it was, dumpster yeah, drugs. Yeah, nothing was good at all. Like I was hoping that, oh, there's a bottle of Viagra or here's you know something fun. But no, it was <laughs> it was all like the that worst. That's like the, the first idea of fun is Viagra, not like Viagra's volume expensive. or anything else. <laughs> it was like, no, bottles of Viagra. That yeah. would have been a fun time. Yeah. I got addicted to Viagra. I, like, I never needed Viagra. Like, I never had prom getting boners or anything like that. But then when I bought one of those gas station boner pills, I was like, whoa, this is not like, hey, get a boner. This is like, you know, make your boner swall. That's like HGH It's like a super dick. boner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So that kind of shit's Now, did you become, now. because you started taking those pills, though, did you become, like, reliant on those? No, but I definitely got addicted to it. How, just do, you, because, how do you mean you got you got addicted to them, though? Because, like... Uh, of just seeing your penis that big? Yeah, because <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> you're, you're like, before, you're like, all right, this is cool, but then, then you take the pill, and you're like, oh, I have the Avengers of penises well, now. Well, it was it was a weird time point in my life where I was addicted to go to massage parlors, and so I love taking them before I go to the massage parlors just to see their faces. Like, whoa, you know? Like it's, is that a real yeah, thing you used to do? Real thing. <laughs> That's a real thing. Okay. <laughs> I would love to to hear like you go to like an addicts class <laughs> and they're like, okay, um, uh, Brian is here and he would like to share his addiction. Uh, let's give it up for Brian, ladies and gentlemen. Let's oh, give it up for Brian. Hey, hey guys. Uh, so yeah, I like to take uh, boner pills and go to massage parlors just to just to see their reaction when I flip over. And I tell you, it's. If I had it on film, you would understand because it's pretty hilarious. Like, because it's like. You, you need to leave. <laughs> you need to leave this addict's meeting right now. Get out of here, Brian. We can't help your kind here. <laughs> well, there's, there's definitely something to it because, uh, like, one of the. Like, I've never got into dick pics. Like, I, I always, like, Google, like, a dick that looks like my dick with, like, the same back ground is my like bedroom like i'll find a dick pic that looks realistic <laughs> and then i'll send it to the, somebody because you find not, somebody with like, the same target sheets yeah, yeah exactly hilarious and, dude and if i showed you my dick pic collection of fake dicks 
you'd be like, oh, I see this compared to like my bedroom and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> dude, I sent a dick pic to my dad once. <laughs> Why? <laughs> see what kind, what kind of response I would get. See, their okay, text. now you understand what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, so there's something to that that formula of sending girls dick pics that Did, guys don't even realize they're like how ridiculous that it's, is. So the one that I sent to my dad was really. Really, really small, like like crazy small, but had a bump on it. And I go, is, is this bump? I said, is this bump normal? Does it look normal? And my dad goes, oh. he goes, the bump is fine. What's wrong with the little penis? He didn't care about the bump at That's all. He was hilarious. all concerned about the size of the dick That's pic that I sent him. Hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I would. You have a cool. You must have a cool dad. He's yeah. He's pretty chill now. Yeah. He's very different from he, my dad. Was <laughs> extremely strict growing up, but now he's just like, oh no, everything's cool now. <laughs> everything's chill. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I think there is like I think if I were to give you a boner pill mm-hmm. and take you to a massage parlor, you would understand it so much more because right. it, it it there is something addicts like they they look at it and go oh hi hi oh. <laughs> spot on <laughs> impression of the interaction <laughs> of going there oh this brings us to our final segment and that is sax talk oh, sax talk okay <laughs> <laughs> now in this segment red band mm-hmm. you will tell the story of how you lost your virginity and i will play sweet sweet saxophone along with it Okay. Uh, well, it takes place in the year 1991 or 1990. Uh, I dated a girl, and my friend was dating a girl, and we both went to homecoming together, like as a couple, four of us. And we had gone out on dates before. Like, I remember one time we went to go see Problem Child 2, and I sat behind them with my girlfriend and my friend sat in front of me and I was fingering my girlfriend and I, I, I put it in his mouth. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> the sax dog doesn't work if it completely goes off the rails in the first 20 seconds. What is happening? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go back to playing sax, but you better not be that dirty. And he turned around and goes, what was that? And I was like, nothing. I was just thinking, <laughs> Get back to the girl. Right? <laughs> and then, oh, then I did it to his girl. And so now on Facebook, anytime I go to their Facebook pages, I always go, problem child too. And they go, stop it, Brian. It's disgusting. So cut to homecoming. Uh he was upstairs with his girl. I was in the basement with my girl. And uh, um, WrestleMania 3, I think, was on. So we were watching WrestleMania 3 in the basement, me and this girl. And we had sex while we were watching WrestleMania. And I remember like looking over and watching it while I was having sex for the first time. That's how much I liked wrestling. <laughs> I also remember I uh, I used to go really fast and I was so I was going really fast like like I was having a seizure and I knocked over this lamp that was next to the bed and it broke the lamp and then uh, my friend came running down and was like what happened I heard something break and he saw us having sex and. It was gross. I don't like thinking about that. That was hard so, to do, by the way. Was it hard to yeah, do? Yeah, because it's like you're competing you, you, with a saxophone. <laughs> well, <laughs> I also lower it whenever. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, but but it, it's all. But you're yeah. It's it's like you're trying to remember this the story while right while you're hearing. Yeah, it was really loud. <laughs> Redman said the first thing I said. Uh, he said to me whenever I I. I pulled out my sax and played for a little bit while I was warming up for the podcast. He goes, your neighbors must hate you. Oh, because I used to date a girl that they uh, their neighbor played trumpet. 
And trumpet was, is, I feel like, even sometimes louder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trumpet's because of brass. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he would play for like three hours a day. Mm. And it, yeah, when I first started dating her, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's kind of like a little background noise. But then he just would play the same th- shit every single day. And you're just like, God damn, it's like listening to the same song over and yeah, over again. Yeah. My buddy has an opera singer who oh, is, lives Lord. in his building. And she used to, to start practicing at 8 a.m. Like, oh, no. and he had, they had to start like yelling through the wall, like, hey, we're still sleeping. There's a weird thing whenever people are awake, whenever people are awake, they think the entire world is awake with them. No, you know what I mean? Like whenever somebody wakes up early, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, everybody else is up. I don't need to be quiet. It's like, I'm up. Right. I You know that story? If you were to take out the saxophone. I bet I would sound like I was having a seizure. Oh, I think it was just, just sweet on perfect because that was sax talk. Oh, sax talk. Was your was your first time better than having sex in the basement while watching WrestleMania three? Yeah, I wasn't watching wrestling. Do you remember? Like, I don't really remember my first time as being awesome. Like, it was kind of like, oh, I just had sex. Uh, mine was mine was. I thought it was incredible because <laughs> I wasn't, I was like, uh, I think I was 22 whenever I lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. So I was ready. Oh, you're way I ready. I was yeah. ready. Yeah, I, so, was, I was 15. Yeah. So by the time, you know, I that came around, I was like, this is the best thing ever, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. You must have, did you have blue balls growing up? I used to have wet dreams all the time. I've never had a wet dream in my life. But I got blue balls for my first time only like five years ago to the point where I was driving and grabbing my crotch in pain. Oh, because, I didn't oh. know blue ball was a real thing. Oh, no, thing. It, it's an actual thing. Yeah. yeah. I never ha- got it. That was the only, only time I ever had it since, though, uh, just because it was the like, first time I ever like made out with a porn star. And I was just like, uh, yeah, blue balls. It was like, imagine going, having, you know, having a girl that's like, luscious big boobs and and you're making out with her in her bed but you don't have sex you're just like grinding each other and she goes oh i gotta go and then you get into the car and you start driving home and you're just like uh, 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 like it was a it was painful (laughs) but i imagine like if you were 22 you probably had that a lot or wet dreams was wet dreams every week that's crazy yeah dude uh red band thank you so much for coming on the show buddy (laughs) thank you man (laughs) Do you have anything upcoming that uh, that do you want to plug or anything like that? Same, you know, the, we're going to be in uh, Houston and Dallas. Yeah, February f- you're with, with Tony us, Kill Tony, Pat Reagan, Joel Jimenez. Uh, uh, February first, we're in uh, Houston at the Secret Group, doing Kill Tony followed by a comedy show, and then the following day we're going to Dallas to Hyenas, and we're going to be there doing comedy shows and a Kill Tony Saturday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, if you're in Los Angeles, Death Squad shows all the time at the Ice House and the Comedy Store. Yeah, man. And I just want to say thank you so much to for all that you do, for the all that you do currently do and that you've done for me and just the comedy community in general. Because I feel like if people really look back at, you know, like what you have helped with people's careers, it's really, really impressive. Oh, thanks, buddy. So I love you, buddy. And, love and you. Uh, yeah, can't wait to keep doing stuff with you. Thank you. Bye. I'll see you later, Charlie. Car. Jimmy Stewart. Jeremiah Wonders, Jeremiah Wonders, Jeremiah Wonders, Jeremiah Wonders.